Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? We have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Laburnius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. This is the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about live fire barbecue and grilling related items that are of the utmost importance, like the Texas Pete lawsuit with Robert Moss just a few moments ago. So if you're just tuning in for the second hour and you missed the first hour, you can get that here first thing tomorrow morning on podcast. Still to come on the show this evening, Ryan Zabril from Pits and Spits, Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue. We say good evening to those of you watching the show tonight, although it was a little touch and go there at the beginning of hour number one through one of our streaming platforms. If you go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show, you can also watch via the YouTubes slash RD Rempy, where there's a robust chat going on as well. Although I can't see it because when I restarted everything, that screwed up the Facebook stuff, and you know how that works. So. I know I'm getting the recordings at worst, and I haven't gotten any other emails about lack of sound or no video or anything through emails or direct messages like I was getting bombarded with as the show went on this evening. So I'm assuming that everything's working well. You know what was working just fine? Clubhouse. Who would have thunk it? So we also say good evening to all the folks using our audio streaming platform this evening, Clubhouse. So if you would rather hear us, and not watch us, you can certainly do that. By the way, there is also a chat room in Clubhouse. So if you are a fan of just listening, but you also want to interact with those that are also in the Clubhouse room, there's a little chat icon at the top of the page there. Click that, and you would be able to take part in a chat and talk to each other. I don't really monitor that because it takes up too many screens, and I don't have enough to show everything. but you can interact with some of the other show fans. I'll pop in there every now and again and see what's happening. So that's how you get it. As I get mentioned, hour number one of the show will be up on Wednesday morning. Hour number two of the show will be up Thursday. And, of course, we have a Best Moments coming up this Friday. Speaking of which, episode 250, <laughs> taking you back to May 17th, 2011, week two. Of the five weeks of Guest Hall of Famers continues on the Best Moments uh, show with one of the most well-known names in the industry. Maybe you've heard of him, Chris Lilly from Big Bob Gibson's. This segment is especially interesting because Chris recounts the success they had at the beginning of their Memphis and May experiences, and then they fell off. Then they had to make some changes in order to recapture the success they had initially been experiencing. And it's always, to me, cool to see the stars in the industry come correct on this kind of stuff. This is someone who was tied for the most wins in Memphis and May history, talking about how they got stagnant 
and didn't keep up with the changes that were going on around them. But instead of being bullheaded, Chris talked to some of the other pit masters that were winning, found out that there was something that everybody else was doing that he wasn't doing. And then when he decided to make that change, fall in line, good things started happening once again for Team Big Bob Gibson. So uh, it's a great way of being introduced to Chris if you haven't really heard him in an interview setting before, but it's a great list that I know everybody's going to enjoy it. And again, that will be this Friday's Best Moments show. John Solberg putting it together. If you want to hear a guest or segment that might be lost in the archives, email John and let him know what you would like to hear. J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com. That's J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com and let him know what you would like to hear. Other shows coming up for the balance of the month. Next week, Brian Halasinski from Turbo Trusser will be on. I'm very excited for that because I said I wasn't going to watch the Shark Tank episode with him and his partner in it, but guess what? I lied. Get that big stuff out of here. I watched it. I watched every hot second of it. I took copious notes because... I saw what transacted there, and I'm not going to be the guy that blows it up in your face, but there's plenty of questions whether Brian and his partner took a deal or not. There's plenty of questions that I am going to be asking next week on why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why didn't you counter this way? Why did you counter that way? And why did you take a deal or why didn't you take a deal? See, here's me being coy. Beating around the bush, <laughs> keeping it smoke screened. So hopefully nobody else has seen it. You'll all enjoy the conversation that we have with Brian next week. By the way, programming note, if you do not subscribe to the podcast feed for whatever reason, A, do that immediately. Secondly, you missed the bonus content segment that was released yesterday where I was found having an interview with Grant Basilier from the QU competition team. Grant is the pitmaster that won the American Royal Invitational and Open a little over a week ago. That's right. He won both sides of the American Royal uh, World Series of Barbecue event. He made history doing that, and we talked all about it. I found it especially interesting that after he won the Invitational side, he decided to tie one on and almost slept through the open cook. Get that big stuff out of here. So be sure to check it out. If you don't use a podcast platform, guess what? You can just go to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and get it there. Or as you click into the particular segment and then play it through the website, there's a little button that says email. If you click on that, you can subscribe to the show through email. So every time the feed is updated, you don't have to have a podcast platform like a, a Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or things like this. You just put in your email address, and every time I update the feed, you will get an email when the feed's updated, and then you can click the link and listen through there. So if you don't want to mess around with podcast platforms of any kind, fine. You don't have to do that. Shame on me. We're not going to get to the most important story for two weeks in a row, but I'm going to hold on to it for next week because maybe we'll get to it there. Let's just say in Bomb City, USA, shenanigans tomfoolery and hoodwinkedness are not above reproach especially on the shores of the north coast 
Have I teased it well enough for two weeks? Because now we're going on week three. But I'm going to get to it next week, I promise. All right, Ryan Jabril is in the green room. We'll get to him here in just one second. I will talk to you quickly about Primo Grills. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they are fuel efficient. We love that you can get low and slow. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot for the high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday ceramic grill lineup? The real ability to do true two-zone cook. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. And a Primo grill and their game-changing oval design. This shape gives you the ability to execute that two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, there are more than 60 different ways to cook on this thing, so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. If you're somebody that likes accessories, they have those as well. Of course, the new lift hinge, they have the top and bottom improved dampers. They also have a grill rotisserie accessory, a pizza grill accessory as well. Plus other things come, the half drip pan, the full drip pan, the rib ring, all that stuff. Much like Green Mountain Grills, only sold through dealers. So go to primogrill.com, find a dealer near you, check out all the oval shapes that they have in stock, and then pick the best oval size for you. Do they have round ones? Yes. Don't do that. Be an oval guy. Don't be a round guy. But if you need a round one, they got it. Primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And if you get one, take some pictures. I'll show it on the show. Why not? All right, we are back with pits and spits and hybrids and all the fun stuff. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back to this portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. The popular Smithfield Grant Program applications are currently live at SmokinWithSmithfield.com. In order to keep deepening prize pools, Smithfield will once again be awarding $3,000 to selected competitions. Applications are open until December 3rd, so hop on it now. Also, Smithfield once again sponsoring the Committed Cooks program in 2023. So if you're a team that wants to sign up for that, get a cool swag bag and all that fun stuff. Same website, smokingwithsmithfield.com is the place to go. All right, uh, joining me now or leading off the first interview segment in the second hour is Someone that I have had a number of conversations with here over the last number of years. And over the past month or so, we've touched on a subject that is going to become more and more of a thing as we get into 2023, whether you like it or not. And for some, it is already a thing. My first guest here in the second hour tonight is currently making some of the best offset and pellet cookers on the market. And now we can add hybrid cooker to the list of available units as well. So let's go ahead and race the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Ryan Zabril from Pits and Spits. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Greg. How did 2021 end up for Pits and Spits? And how has 2022 treated you from a materials standpoint? 21 was a wild ride. 
um, all the ups and downs and not always in the right places. <laughs> um, so 22 has been a little more, uh, a little more normalizing. Um, 21, we saw obviously the big uptick that everyone else did, you know, t- tons of demand. You can't keep up, can't catch up. Uh, but unfortunately there was a lot of the same thing going on with our materials. So whether it be anything from the small stuff, like the rubber handles that all of a sudden went from, you can get it in two days. Now you're having to wait six months to, uh, steel. And the steel of course is the scary one for us because that's the one that you can't, <laughs> you can't really fake. Um, and the stainless markets just had when complete turmoil and certain mills were shutting down and prices, you know, quadrupled depending on where you were looking. Mm. Uh, and then now this year we've seen, we are not back to where we were before COVID, uh, but we have seen a lot of, seen a lot of downtrend in pricing, which has been nice. So in 2021, when steel is spiking and you can't count on solid pricing from one week to the next. If I was somebody that purchased a pit and maybe there was some lead time on top of that, I would imagine there was actually a pretty decent lead time on top of that. If I'm buying it for, let's just throw out round numbers, $5,000. And by the time you get to making it, steel has adjusted 18 times uh, from my order to when you're actually going to start building it. Do you have to stay with the price I purchased at $5,000? Or are you like me on the day job side with trucks? where the manufacturer says, hey, sorry, everybody in the dealer network, press through this seven or $8,000 surcharge, and if people don't like it, they can just go pound salt, or you as the dealer is going to have to eat it. How do you tackle that weird scenario? So we tried to, I guess, first off, I'll just say, we, we didn't do that in that we, I don't really feel that you can, right? I think that once you've delivered a price to somebody, especially if you've sold the product, I mean, if you're if you're a consumer and you've purchased the product, I'm certainly not going to come back to you in a month and say, "Hey, my my, you know, I'm I'm, ex- I'm up an extra two dollars a pound here. Like, I need some more from you." Uh, so we would hold fast to that, and then we we didn't really want to exhaust our dealers with you know adjustments every month or two months or three months. So we did uh, one or two price increases, and we we just tried to keep it to that and kind of held to the belief that, look, let's get through the end of the year. If we need to do another, do another one, we'll do it January 1st, 22. There has to be, you know, rational heads have to prevail at some point. And we, the adjustments we did make, we tried to get out ahead and say, let's make this one time or let's make this two times. Let's not do it every single you know quarter. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty wild, and there were there were definitely times when it felt like we were making and delivering product, and there were some question marks on whether or not you were making money on it. Um, but it was you know it was one of those the long the long term the long term view is what was important to us. Ryan Zabril joining us here on the show. Pitsandspits.com is the website. Ryan, I was getting some chirps in my ear at the end of 2021 that a lot of the bigger box retailers were actually building inventory. Things weren't moving anywhere near the rate that they had been for the year and a half prior to that. So they weren't looking to bring in anything else to add to the existing inventory. Um, That was a a big change uh, from two years prior, obviously. So how was your order intake been? So we we noticed that, you know, obviously we are... The largest retailer we deal with is Academy, um, so not as big as a Walmart or you know a uh, 
maybe even a dicks. I'm not sure what their store count is, but you know, not, not, not those massive accounts that a lot of the, you know, the import guys are, are dealing with. But, um, we started to notice some softening and ordering really probably in the first quarter. Uh, we, we've noticed it from the direct side of the business in the fourth quarter of last year, things just started to cool off a little bit. And we couldn't tell if that was a return to seasonality that we had not seen in 18 months. Right. I mean, the high time for grills is really the spring and kind of early summer. And then football season, it picks up a little bit, but the Christmas season can be good. It, it's, but it's not, you know, you're not hanging your year on it. So we started seeing some of that last year and we thought, Oh, you know, maybe it's just a little seasonality in the spring. Things are going to go gangbusters again, just how they always have. And we didn't, it was fine, but we didn't see that kind of just, you know, high watermark record setting type spring that we had seen kind of, adjusted for COVID. Mm -hmm. And that was when it really started to hit that all of these containers were were hitting the shores and the whole system, whether you were a mom and pop single store, or if you're a giant, you know, multinational retailer, there were grills everywhere. And just a matter of working through that. And the good thing for us is that since we build our products in house, we can adjust quickly, right? We can basically just say, look, we have inventory. We're going to work, you know, part inventory or, you know, kind of pre-assembly inventory. We're going to work through this before we do anything crazy. And we also had been working with uh, several vendors and suppliers locally that did a lot of what, what we call prefabrication for us. So whether it be a laser house that cuts parts or someone that does just some minor bending, easy, you know, not real technical stuff. Well, we could, we could, quit that purchasing and bring that in house to kind of help right size our our inventories and really right size our cost structure to a more, you know, normalized or normal uh year because I mean when you look at 2019 versus this year you're like oh this is great we're actually if those were the two years in the chart this is great uh, but it's just that kind of that sobering effect of those you know first few months of like it's not a it's it's not the only game in town anymore from the very beginning of Pits and Spits getting on my radar, which has been years and years now, it's been a brand known for great offsets, premier materials, stainless especially. Then you graduate into pellet cookers, do very well in that sector. And now we're talking about a, I call it the new version of hybrid cooker. A handful of years ago, there was the the combo or hybrid cooker, which was gas and charcoal on a similar chassis. But now we're talking about offset cooker and pellet cooker all on the same unit. Is this a concept born in house or were customers driving this change or this concept? So we started talking about this in 2017. So almost immediately when, right. Almost immediately when our, when we came out with the pellet grill, the first, the natural progression was, well, why don't you put this on one of your offsets? And my view is that the market wasn't really ready for that. I mean, if you go back and look at pricing trends and where prices for products are now versus five years ago, I mean, look at our, our offsets. Our, I'll speak just to our offsets. We were the highest priced product out there. Now there's four or five other guys just in Texas that are higher than us on the offset side. Same thing on the pellet grills is that when we came out, you know, our, our 850, the original Maverick was. I want to say it was 1750 or you know 1650 back in 2017. That was kind of the top end of the price range, unless you jump to a Memphis, which is a full stainless. And so, I just didn't feel like the market was ready for something that 
expensive and at that time I'll call it confusing. It had kind of an identity crisis, right? It's like, why are you making a pellet grill that also burns sticks if pellet grills are so great? And so that it, it just, the market kind of needed to catch up in my opinion. And so that's, we sat on it for, we sat on the idea for two or three years. And then in 20, in 2020, we were talking about it and talking about it and we kind of had our design down and what we thought would work well for the way we build our products. And a guy at just one of those, you know, customer calls in and says, Hey, have you ever thought about this? And it's like, we actually just whiteboarded it. <laughs> would you want to be the guinea pig? And he said, yeah. And that's, that's how we, uh, that's kind of how we launched it. We, we did not get to push it as hard as we wanted to in 20 and 21 because, you know, for obvious reasons, we were so busy with the core business and the core products. And I think I'm, I'm I would think that you'd see that across the industry, right? Everyone was just trying to keep their head above water. So innovation kind of did not, was not that important. Whereas this earlier this year, we, again, it's one of those, we start talking to dealers about it and they kind of start hearing about it. And all of a sudden now you have a product you can also wholesale. It really makes it go from a kind of an idea to a, a one-off, uh, you know, production piece to a real product and kind of line in itself. And so that's kind of how we ended up here. When you have a unit that burns both ways, is there a lot of extra engineering that goes into something like this in order for it to work properly? So our, our from the pellet grill standpoint, our concern was grease fires. Was that we, I did not, obviously your fire pit, or, or in my mind, your firebox and your hopper have to be on opposite sides. Um, I know that I guys have, the other guys have designed them differently, but that's just how I thought was that we don't want to do something so crazy that one of them performs, you know, one of them sucks, right? Like, yeah. So we said, okay, we know our pellet grill on the left work, we know our hopper on the left works and our firebox on the right works. So that's, that's our starting point. One big concern we had was that grease from cooking on the, on the pellet grill, because you have to have your drip pan in place. Uh, would fall into your firebox and you'd have a huge grease fire. <laughs> the other concern then purely from just kind of a performance standpoint was that, well, we're selling you a stick burner. And if we screw up the exhaust or we screw up the the smokestack, you're not going to get any draw and this thing is going to suck. So that was another real big issue for us. And so what we kind of, if you look at our lid, it, it, that's where our, uh, that is where our, Smokestack is, and so it's a four-inch stack on the lid, positioned similar to our Maverick, but it's the, the same size stack as our offset. Um, it's a little bit longer than our Maverick as well, so that allows it to actually have some draw to, if you are cooking on the on the stick burner side of it, it'll actually draw through the pit like it's supposed to. Um, and the reason we were able to put that, we put that above the pellet hopper because the pellet hopper generates you know positive pressure, so it's able to push and force that air through the pit. So that's that's kind of the redneck engineering we did. Wow. <laughs> and so we built one and tried it and liked it. And we said, sure, let's go for it. For the people that have them, are they telling you that, in my mind, I'm seeing it as, okay, well, I'm going to start off the traditional offset way. And then if I got to go overnight or I'm starting it offset because I can do it now, but I got a softball game in three or four hours. So yep. at some point I'll let the offset die out and then I'll turn the pellet side on and let it take over from there. So now I can walk away from the fire management side, in essence, make sure the pellet hoppers fill the pellets. But 
that'll take over and, and yep. we can finish it from there. Is that how a lot of people are using it? That's exactly right. Mm. That's exactly right. And I think a lot of a lot of people want a lot of people want to cook, you know, traditional. They they want to cook on a stick burner, but time constraints, whether it be a softball game or whatever, you just can't. And so it gives you the ability if if you want to if you want to cook something two three hours, right? Chicken ribs, something that's not an overnight cook. Cook either way you want. You know, it's, it just kind of depends on the weather, right? Like if it's right now in Texas, man, I would love to cook on an offset. It's high of eighty five. You know, it's sixty at night. Like it's great, <laughs> the per- perfect weather for that. But in the summertime, when it's 100 degrees outside, I don't want to go manage a you know 800-degree fire. That right. is like, there's a lot of other things I'd rather do. So that that's really what it allows people to do. And I, I also think people have learned so much, and there's so much knowledge out there now that they have come to understand that you know the meat after three, four hours doesn't brisket is not absorbing any more smoke. So if you get that three or four hours of initial smoke on there, you're getting that. Central Texas style offset smoke and bark that you're going for. Then you turn the the pellet hopper on and let it run to kind of push you for the push you through for the the long haul of the cook uh, and kind of you know use that as a crutch for you. So that that is what we're hearing from people, and I it's kind of the best of both worlds. I mean, they're really fun to cook on. On the website, there's a pretty wide price swing when you click on it. it says five to ten thousand dollars. So what comes with the base model and what are you getting at specific increased benchmark pricing? So the five thousand dollar model is our that's our carbon body, uh, and that's the you know you have the carbon barrel, carbon firebox, and then your black hopper, and then with the stainless steel lid and stainless steel front shelf, that's standard for you know kind of our design or our look. Um, that also does come with the log lighter, and so kind of the unsung hero in this whole hybrid you know, setup is that the firebox has a lid on top. So you really get a charcoal grill in there as well. So it's kind of a three in one, oh. not just a two in one. Yep. So that's that's what you're that's what you're getting out of the gate. And that comes with our upgraded wheels on uh on the hopper side so that they're it's easy to move around. You know, it's it's kind of pretty kitted out as it is. The jump goes straight to ten thousand and that <laughs> is a full stain full three oh four stainless setup. And that, you know, the the big delta there is just the function of having that much quarter inch on that firebox, you know, just the time and material that goes into something that's full stainless like that. And then the cleaning aspect and polishing the the hands-on and the kind of the man hours that go into prepping something like that uh, is just a lot more intense than I think that people think. Um, and it's such a big unit that it is it is it it takes a lot to get it to get it clean and get it polished and get it looking good before it you know rolls out the door how are the units selling they're doing well they're doing really well we're we've been uh really happy with it actually i mean that that was always one of my hesitations you know 2 3 years ago was that are we going to spend all this time and effort and get it photographed and put it on the website and then no one's going to buy it right so you've kind of spent all this you've spent a lot of focus on a product that then is whether it's got too many questions is in people don't understand it or it's just priced too high for it to make sense for the consumer. Um, you know, it's just kind of the timing's gotta be right. And it, this has been kind of our big new product of the year. I'd say, I mean, we're, we're really excited about it and we, we have, um, more and more dealers carrying them. It's, <laughs> it is more, every time we send an email about it, 
post on social media about it. We get phone calls, we get emails. So it's definitely something people are very interested in. And we are selling, you know, a good number of them. As a company that's constantly innovating, trying to stay ahead of the market, ahead of the curve, what trend do you see coming in 2023 or later that could be the next biggest thing? That's a good, that's a great question. I, something that we're, that we're feeling is kind of like this return to live fire. And it feels like that, like charcoal grilling is really having a resurgence. And I don't know if just, just we're seeing that, but we see, you know, more and more Argentine products out there or kind of Santa Maria style Mm -hmm. charcoal grills, but we get more, we're getting more phone calls about them. We're, we're seeing more activity about it. And I think it's just, it's a fun primal way to cook. Uh, so I, I think kind of the broad from, from a technological side or kind of innovation side, I guess I don't know the answer, but just from what people want to do in their backyards, I think it's a variety, I guess that people like to be able to do more than one thing. So I think more than one grill, more than one smoker in their backyard, I, I feel like we're going to see more and more of that. We're talking with Ryan Zabril from Pits and Spits, the website pitsandspits.com. If we have piqued your interest on their version of the hybrid cooker, which is actually a three-in-one because, as he said, on top of the firebox, you have the grill grate there so you could use it as a high-heat grill. You're looking at five or $10,000, depending on if you want the all-sexy stainless or just the carbon one. Again, the website, pitsandspits.com. Ryan, really appreciate the conversation tonight. Continued success, and we look to have you on again soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. You got Greg. There's Ryan from Pits and Spits. So seems like a steep price tag, but as he said, they put in all this work, all this effort, and there is continued interest. There are people buying it, which is great, obviously. So if you are in the mood for a full-blown offset, but also have the convenience of the pellet hopper or the pellet portion to take over once you're done four or five hours into or however long, maybe you want to go eight hours running a live fire, but then you want to turn the pellet portion on and have it take over, go ahead, do that. Absolutely. All right, so here we are at week 15. Yes, sir. The Do Wellness David Leans program, the website davidleans.com slash bbq. That's davidleans.com slash bbq. The build is on, right? So we've got the frame right. Now we're adding the weight. We've readjusted the menu once more this week. Little tweaks here and there. We've increased the lifts on uh, weights. And now we're putting in the work. That's the most important thing, right? You know you want to be better. You know you want to look better. You know you want to eat better. All this other stuff. But in the end, are you doing it? You're not doing it. you got to commit first. And you can use some help from my guy, David McDowell. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. 200 bucks a month. Kidding me? You don't have time for this? He will call you. He will email you. He will text you. You can do the same to him. You have somebody that's holding you accountable in each and every week. Now it's exciting. It's fun. It's not some punishment, but I'm able to track the progress. He can see it too because we're sharing a live interactive Google document spreadsheet and I'm tracking all this stuff. And I know if I don't track it, he's going to ask me where it is. And then what am I going to do? Why? No. Help yourself. Hurry, we're in October now, last quarter of the year. Let's get right. 
davidleans.com slash bbq. That's davidleans.com slash bbq. We are back with first-time guest Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And we thank Ryan Zabril from Pits and Spits for joining us last segment, talking about that hybrid cooker, pitsandspits.com is the place to go to check that out. Helping me close the show tonight is a local competition guy to me, a winner of multiple events and categories. Most recently, he won the 2022 Grill Fest at Hardville Hardware, where his ribs and pork belly reigned supreme. He is also in the business of barbecue as he continues to grow his fabulous line of barbecue rubs and sauces. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome in first time to the show, the pit master of Go Big or Go Barbecue, Aaron Huntelman joining me. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Greg. Let's start here as a first-time guest. A little background about you, where you're home-based, what you do for a living, and then we can build into the live fire from there. All right. Now I'm Aaron Huntelman. I'm over in Eastlake, just a mile down the road from you, and I'm working at Mr. Brisket over in Cleveland Heights. So if you're buying competition briskets or uh, money muscles or anything like that, I'm the guy picking them out for you. We sell my barbecue there and my sauce and rub. Are you the one that is being credited for sectioning off money muscles off of traditional pork butts and just selling them directly? Are you the one proliferating That's those me. over the competition uh, outlets? Yep. Look yep, at you. That was all creator. I, I saw it. a way to uh, make two profits out of one pork butt. So it worked out well. It's really worked out for a lot of guys this year. What do you do with the money muscleless pork butt? <laughs> Sell them to customers, you know, for a discounted price, or we do a lot of pulled pork yeah. pans. Yep. I've done it. It's absolutely great. I mean, when I'm doing a mass pulled pork cook, I don't really give two shits about need, how yeah. great my money muscle is, you know, unless I'm a yep. real douche and I'll go ahead and section it off and just keep <laughs> it for me. But I'm not usually that big of a bag. This so. is the best part. Yeah. Well, of course. And then, you know, then God forbid you're caught. You know, eating the yep. bunny muscle by yourself, you feel like a slob, and everybody's, what are you doing with that? I'm like, what's well, the best part? I didn't want to give it to you, of course. Now go back in and make a sandwich. So getting the bunny muscleless pork butts are uh, the best. Yep. So um, when did you get into barbecue? Is it something that you grew up around? Not really. I mean, I could think back, my dad did, you know, had a gas grill and did some burgers and hot dogs and pork chops, but nobody up until I started watching like Travel Channel and seeing barbecue was I like, I really want to try that. And so I tried a pork butt on a cheap Walmart grill and it didn't work out at all. I think I took it off of like 160 thinking it would pull and it definitely <laughs> did not. You know, the family ate it and said, yeah, that's really good. But it, you know, looking back, it was not good, you know, and it just, once I kind of got out of, I was in the restaurant industry, didn't have weekends off and snuck away from that and got into customer service. I had weekends off and I saw a local competition pop up. I'm like, that could be fun. And so I kind of just jumped in and bought a gas smoker and didn't realize you couldn't use gas in KCBS. So a week out from that competition, I bought a little offset Walmart smoker to jump in on. What year was that? So 2014. All right. 
So, so we're eight years in or something. Year eight. Yeah, eight years in of really like being serious about it. I went to culinary school, you know, for college. So I've always been in cooking, but barbecue itself, probably about eight years. So how are you refining your barbecue skills? Are you going on YouTube? Are you taking classes? Are you watching uh, barbecue pit masters on television? Barbecue pit masters is where I kind of, you know, got the interest, but I am a graduate of Malcolm Reed, you know, and, you know, and. Heath Riles, those guys have really, those videos on their YouTube channels really taught me a lot. Mid-September this year, you win the event that I alone create and host, the Hartville Hardware mm-hmm. Grill Fest. It's an event where I invite all of my cool pals to kind of hang out, do some small cooking demos. And then also I supply a cooking competition for the folks to come in and take part in. This is something that you've been cooking in for a number of years. You finally this take was, down this championship. Not too bad. Yeah, it was our fourth year. Yeah. Fourth year. Yeah, it was our fourth Were you doing years, it in yeah. a row four yeah. years in a row, or are you on and off? Yep, four years in a row, except for, you know, when they canceled for COVID. But besides that, yeah, we've been there every year since 2019, 2018, whatever that works out to be. It's not a bad haul for, what is it, a $30, $35 entry fee. You get uh, $250 because you win the, the section. The meat. Yeah, and then yep. you also win a $250 gift card because you won the, the whole thing, not to mention the cool hardware. Yeah. Uh, what did you cook on? I did it on the Traeger. That was, you know, I think it's, it was a Traeger, uh, not one that I have. It's a fancier one. I have all the dial Traegers still. It was the 650 i think that's what it was Was it an ironwood yeah it was really yeah from what i can remember it was yeah because i remember keith harris telling me hey, you're on an ironwood this year wow so that was really cool you know to cook on a whatever was that 1200 dollar traeger yeah so you know we did it on that and you know just kind of cooked my cook i tried practice a couple times at home with the pork belly and the ribs and you know just kind of followed my timeline and Last year, I kind of left with a chip on my shoulder. I got 11th place, and you know, I wanted to come back and show off that I'm not an 11th place cook. So, will you be back in 2023 to defend what is rightfully your title? Oh yeah, Keith Harris has already told me. He goes, you got to go back. Gotta you got to be the guy that gets that two years in a row. Yeah. So that's the goal. And then the third year, when we get the kids going. You're what I call a real man because uh, I would just retire on the strength of one win. Uh, hope somehow I become mythical and or legendary. Uh, and if it was just luck, fine. But I'm walking away winning. A lot of cash cards, a lot of cool hardware. But I just fade off into the sunset with one win and hope I get into the Hartville Hardware Barbecue Hall of Fame at some point. That'd be nice. But for 35 bucks, you can't just be going and competing and... <laughs> You know, hanging out with a lot of you know a lot of good people there. You know, yeah. it's really fun. It's yeah. you know, it's about it's usually the same guys. There's some new people here and there, but usually the same guys you go and hang out with. And for thirty five bucks to cook some meat, and you know, all of a sudden there's that free sample frenzy at the end too for everybody to come and try your food. It's always fun to watch. I remember when Keith Harris from Kryptonite Barbecue won it seven years ago, or however long it was, the very first one. Traeger hooked him up with a bunch of really cool stuff, including some cookers. Have you received similar goodies from Traeger? Uh, that box is still in the mail. You know. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we waiting on? I mean, Aaron has been a staunch Traeger uh, pimp 
and the proselytizer, all that stuff. Yeah, you have three of your own. I mean, what are we waiting for? Yeah. You're a champion, right? We're trying. You know, I won the Traeger, Gate, Traeger Game Day Championship for 2021. Any, right. any award from 2016 forward, I've cooked on a Traeger. So it's, I'm Team Traeger all the way, you know, out of my pocket. Let's go, Traeger. Step up and get this guy some of the great stuff. I would recommend perhaps a Highline Timberline or that Timberline XL or whatever that is, $4,000 grill. I mean, I think Aaron has certainly qualified for that. Hopefully that helps you, Aaron, and, and some hey, type of uh, redemption there. Anyway, I don't know if my wife would like another grill to show up at the uh, house. I think if it's free, it's her. Rule number three of the yep. show, by the way. If it's free, it's me. Of course, you know that. Yep. So when did you decide to get into the sauce and rub business? Was that after you formed the team or was it hand in hand? Yeah. No, it was after. It was actually it was when KCBS was doing their um, events with Bass Pro and Cabela's. We did the one over in Avon Lake in 2018. 2018 or 20, it was 2019. And we made a bunch of okay. sauce to sell at home and we sold out. My wife was like, we can't do that again. And so we launched a Kickstarter and got it bottled and, you know, we're three years into it. We've weathered the storm. Did you hit COVID your, and, uh, did you hit your Kickstarter goal? Yeah. What we hit our it? goal. We hit five, raised $5,000. Holy moly. Yeah. So now, it was, you do you know, find a co-packer here locally to do that or you outsource it to somebody else? We're up in Chicago as a co-packer. Do you, uh, so. do you, do you share the name of your co-packer or is that secret? It's no, it's Darina. So good. All right. Um, they're, they've been great to work with. Um, you know, they took the recipes and ran with it and they've, they've nailed what I wanted out of them. So I've been happy working with them. I was going to ask you as I do to all the folks that are in rubs and sauces, it's different when you're making it at home, you're controlling everything, uh, products, yeah. uh, cook times, all this other stuff. But once it goes to the co-packer, I've heard horror stories of the back and forth or the co-packer saying, no, 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 you got to use these ingredients because it's going to make it more profitable for you and uh, this, that, and the other thing. And some people are you know, now looking for a new co-packer because they feel like they're constantly yeah. at odds. I mean, you're the customer, so how has that relationship been with you and was there a lot of back and forth to begin with? With my first co-packer, you know, I would agree with that you know it was kind of a little more you know less quality in terms of the product and in terms of what i got out of being a customer but once we moved to Darina, i mean that local rep actually found our stuff at jungle gyms in cincinnati mm -hmm. and was like i really think we could help you out so he you know was doing his job but he helped me as well and you know and he just i gave him my recipe and he goes that's a good recipe we can work with that and hit a number and i liked it and here we are mm -hmm. Um, are you retailing online only, or uh, you said you're in Jungle Gyms? Are you in other brick and mortars as well? Yeah, we're at. I mean, obviously, Mister Brisket, you know where I work, and then we're at a couple places up here. A couple Ace Hardware is up here. We're in a boutique store down in Cincinnati called Lemons and Limes Boutique. They actually found my products at Jungle Gyms and liked them and hmm. wanted to roll with them at their store. So nothing crazy about five or six places, but that's a goal to grow in more brick and mortars, do more wholesale moving forward. So what's the process to do that? I mean, I'm a sales guy. I love to talk about business here on the show. That's no surprise. How do you go about trying to build your presence? I, you know, for me, it's a, it's the marketing, the, you know, it's social media showing that our products, you know, look good, obviously on pictures, but also taste good. And, 
you know, like when I approached jungle gyms, it was, you know, Hey, this, you know, I'm a local, you know, I'm from Cincinnati. So that kind of helped there, but it was, you know, here's my product, here's samples, give it a try. Let me know. And that's basically it. I just, I try to send a bottle of a sauce in each rub, you know, in a sales sheet and give them the story and, you know, let the product speak for itself. The team name is go big and go bar, go big or go barbecue. Uh, obviously yeah. the sauce and rub similar, although you have, you know, like a brisket rub or whatever, but it's go big. Mm-hmm. Or go, where do you come up with the name? Why go big or go barbecue? My mom came up with that. Um, so she, so our first competition was kind of a, you know, we weren't really serious and by we, I mean me, I wasn't super serious about it. So we signed up under, you know, a team really, really ridiculously good looking, you know, cause in 2014 I had more hair and 20 less pounds on me. Didn't so. we all? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but we signed up in the spring and by the fall, you know, things got more serious. You know, I really wanted to try my best and I was like, we need to change my name. You know, I, you know, if I get called up for anything, the I don't team want name that was name. really, really good looking. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I don't know. You might so, have to go back know. to that one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> Super marketable now. Yeah. So it, uh, so, you know, me and my mom were just kind of spitballing things and she's, you know, we, you know, my grandpa was a very go big or go home kind of guy. And so she kind of just looked at me and goes, well, how about go big or go barbecue? And it kind of just, you know, stuck and my aunt made a little poster with the name on it. And, you know, I haven't looked past, haven't looked back since. Do you have designs of leaving whatever day job uh, you're eventually going to end at and transition full time into barbecue, whatever that looks like? Or is it good to be able to split them off? No, I would like to do barbecue full time. You know, I mean, right now I enjoy my job. You know, I'm cutting meat, selling my barbecue but I'd like to be my own boss eventually. Um, you know, once the kids are out, I have five-year-old twins. So once they're out of daycare, that conversation kind of moves a little quicker. But, you know, for now, I'm happy with where we're going with it. Back in the summer, Aaron, you and your place of work organize a SCA event in Canton and one off yep. to rave reviews. As a first-time organizer, what did you and Hank think about doing it and was there a real payoff for you to continue to look at doing other events and at different venues? Yeah. I mean, for us, what really helped with that SCA contest is we fell into like an infrastructure that was already there. Uh, the folks that owned the um, shopping mall that we went to, to do the SCA contest. And then the folks that were doing the market down there, they were, you know, whatever we needed, they took care of. So I think that really helped us be successful and we were successful. I mean, I, I will say that, but I think looking at doing other contests without that, it's definitely a little scarier to do, but I would like to do more. You know, I think especially SCA having the stakes available is one less thing to worry about. Aaron, so. Aaron Huntelman joining me here on the show from go big or go barbecue, the website, go big or go barbecue.com. Uh, where are you going to be competing at next Aaron? Next, I mean, right now we have lined up Marietta, you know, in the spring, you know, beyond that is, you know, Hartville in September. Anything in between that's just, you know, extra cherry on top. If you're interested in a new rub or new sauce or both a new rub and new sauce, make sure you go to the website. If you're not here locally, go big or go barbecue, go big or go BBQ.com. 
That's the website. Pick up the rub. Pick up the sauce. As someone who has tasted all of it, is all top notch. A uh, big fan of that stuff. So uh, you're getting it from me first, and you can try it out for yourself, and then you can write to me and tell me if you think I'm a kook. But I don't think so. These are winners, no doubt about it. And we're talking with Aaron Huntelman. Aaron, appreciate the time and the story. Continue success, my friend. Thanks, Greg. Talk to you later. There he is, Aaron Huntelman, the pitmaster and founder of Go Big or Go Barbecue. And before that, it was really, really sexy. <laughs> really, really good looking. Bad news for you, Aaron. I'm going to trademark that. It's mine. Really, welcome to the really, really good-looking Barbecue Central show, everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got to call Suzanne Moskowitz and get my next trip. Oh, by the way, two weeks ago, I met up with Suzanne Moskowitz and got my official document. Finally, got a gold seal right here. They don't even make these anymore with the really nice gold seal. So if you thought about trademarking my show, the Barbecue Central Show, you can't do that anymore. I'm totally legitimate. It only took like a year to get this document in my hand. Now I got to go frame it, I think. Stick it up on the uh, Cleveland wall behind me. But now really, really good looking Barbecue Central Show podcast is on the trademark line. We'll see about that. Thanks to Aaron Huntelman. Before we get ready to close shop here, I'll talk to you about Vortec watches. Back in the day, watches were made to be worn in the pocket after World War II. Wristwatches came into vogue, and pocket watches quickly became an afterthought, finding their way into sock drawers and scrap heaps. Quite simply a tragedy, and her Vortec watch company bringing the gap between America's storied watch manufacturing past and bringing it to the present day with wristwatches that are finding incredible popularity. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that they make is unique and one-of-a-kind. No one has a watch just like yours. More uh, Vortec founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled. It was built. Check out VortecWatches.com. I'm actually in touch with one of the owners at Vortec right now to put on a segment before Veterans Day on the 11th of November where they're going to be releasing their, I think it's 4th edition or 5th edition, uh, Veterans Day Watch. It's unbelievable. You're going to want to check it out. I'll let you know about that as we fill in RT, but we are back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs. Injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And we thank Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue or Go BBQ for joining me last segment. If you want to check out his rubs and sauces, Go Big or Go BBQ.com is the website. He's also similarly named and handled on social media so if you want to follow him there on instagram and twitter as well go ahead and do that facebook too if you would like so continued success to our local friend aaron huntelman who's also an up-and-coming hobnobber pitmaster extraordinaire love it and close enough where i can lend out that microphone he sounds like a million bucks once i get a new mixer aaron i'll have you actually in the studio and 
when everything's sounding great, but I'd rather have you sounding better and, uh, you know, we can forego the studio at this point. All right, all the way back in the first hour was Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. We talked about why cook until the juices run clear is not a way you should be operating as far as safety and poultry, especially chicken and turkey. We also talked about what happens when the meat is a little pink next to joints and bones, but why you shouldn't worry if you're using a thermometer telling you it's okay to eat. We also learned you should not be cooking chicken and NyQuil ever. Don't do that. And also not rubbing bleach water on your chicken. Don't do that. Robert Moss joined us after Meathead. We talked about his event that's coming up on November 19th, which there are still a limited number of general mission tickets for. We also talked about the Texas Pete class action lawsuit because somebody thought the Texas Pete was made in Texas, but it's actually being manufactured in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which I guess everybody knew except the guy that filed the class action lawsuit was looking to get paid. We also talked about the release of the Southern Living's Top 50 Barbecue List, which he is solely credited for and put together. And then we closed out the show tonight with Aaron Huntelman, the pitmaster of Go Big or Go Barbecue. The website, GoBigOrGoBBQ.com. Check out the sauces and the rubs and buy some if you wouldn't mind and help support a fellow Clevelander. Big show planned for you next week, of course. Brian Halasinski from Turbo Trusser is going to be on. Uh, Steven Reichlin will be in amongst the host of others, so stay tuned for that. Remember, pro- show programming note for now, the week after that. I'm planning on no show because we're going to be doing a 25th wedding anniversary trip to Marco Island, but uh-oh. We'll see about that. To be determined from there. So how do I always leave you? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. This is Brian Mayer, host of Hot Sauce Weekly. And you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time.